0: Real Golf Radio. It's a reroute. now on the tee. Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, protecting the rights of you and your loved ones. It's a reroute on Real Golf Radio.
1: All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio, hour number three, the Mountain Land Supply hour of Real Golf Radio. Mountain Land Supply, your turf specialist with Rainbird sprinklers, controllers, drip irrigation, and everything you need to irrigate your lawn like the pros. Go to Mountain Land Supply. Dot com. And there is a lot to get to. If you've missed the first couple of hours, check it out on our Twitter feed at Real Golf. Uh, we've had Troy Merritt. We had uh, Jeff Babineau. We also had an extended discussion about range finders with the caddy and uh, really, really good stuff. We'll play some of that for you coming up. So be sure to stay tuned right here on Real Golf Radio. But first, many of you may be in St. George tuning in right now, or you may be headed down there. Pray to Homes is going on, and you've been hearing us talk about Black Desert Resort. Well, while you're down in St. George this weekend, what a Perfect time to stop in. And Black Desert knows everybody's headed down there to get out of this crazy weather, enjoy some warmth and sunshine. And so they've got a, uh, an open house set up there on site at Black Desert Resort. They've got some food for you. They've got information. You can check out the property. You can see the track man and all the stuff that's going on with the Tom Wisecoff golf course. Really great party going on. Parker Enlo is one of the equity partners with Black Desert Resort Project. And he joins us now from St. George. Parker, how are you, man?
2: I'm good. How are you doing,
1: Brian? Good. Thanks for uh, being with us. And uh, I imagine this is obviously one of the most busy weekends, President's Day weekend, Parade of Home, Valentine's Day weekend. There's a lot of activity going on. Talk about what you have set up there at Black Desert.
2: Yeah, we uh, we have quite the event going on. As, as most people know, the Parade of Homes is going on. And we uh, put together a little tent at our cell center um, and uh, just have a lot of renderings on display. And we have the different aspects of our projects, you know showing the the golf course in you know, hole by hole um, both you know the trackman layout overlaid with the actual uh, layout as it looks right now and then we have uh, renderings from the, what the resort villages looks like are the hotel and then the different uh, villages we have from the golf villages the family village we have units for everyone to choose from so uh, come out and see us uh, we have like I said food and uh, just a great, uh, great event going on. You can learn about the project. Um, This project, it's just been really fun to put together. Um, The 18-hole Wisecock design course is just going to be a world-class course, and it's going to bring a a lot of great golf to St. George.
1: It's tremendous to have something like that being built. Uh, the excitement has already been off the hook. Talk about the original hotel options and offering. I think you started with, what, 300? Have you already blown through those? Yes,
2: we've actually uh, received um, the reservations for the first 300 sales, but we are uh, taking reservations for the other um, parts of the project as well, from the culinary village. Uh, we have uh, like the family village with the... Great Lazy River and kind of a little mini water park um, for the project. And then a stay-and-play golf village, perfect for your uh, buddies retreat when you go down and play some golf in St. George. You'll have a, a great place to stay. And um, we've got a 36-hole putting course that's um, planned to be lighted at night so you can have your betting games at night, and it'll, it'll be a lot of fun.
1: I love that. So you got the driving range, Prax facility, the 36 hole putting green. Uh, I mean, this is, you guys, you guys aren't leaving any uh, stone unturned. And I'll tell you, if, if you're listening and maybe you're thinking, Oh, great. All I need to do is have my husband playing more golf in St. George. What am I going to do? Hey, the world-class sh- uh, shopping and dining that you're putting in there is really something St. George has been needing for a long time.
2: Yeah, that's what we're uh, really excited about. Uh, and I tell I've, got golfing buddies that I've uh, told to come down. I said, Hey, bring your wives. And uh, once you see the site and see what you have, what we have planned, you'll have a, a good excuse to uh, get out golfing while your, your wives go shopping rather we'll than uh, just walking, shopping area. It's going to be uh, more of a Scottsdale type feel, something that uh, St. George hasn't seen before. And so we're, we're just really excited to bring a project to the area.
1: Underground parking too. What did, what did you get approved? 1900 underground parking stalls? Yeah, we're planning for about 1900,
2: uh, underground parking uh, stalls that will kind of go under the resort area and the, the, uh, the shopping village. And, uh, yeah, it'll be great. You know, really make uh, St. George a a year round destination. It's never too uh, hot when you're, you know, you can go from your AC car and park it in the underground area and, and go shopping.
1: I love it. I love it. And, of course, this weekend, the Parade of Homes going on, big event. Parker, where can they find you? I know some people are saying, okay, I want to go. Where, where is Black Desert Resort?
2: So we are just uh, north of the Entrada entrance. So if you're heading out to where Tuacon is on Snow Canyon Parkway, the main roundabout in, uh, in Ivan's with the horses and big rocks in the middle. We're just up the entrance to the project. And so if you head west out of that roundabout, you'll see the big tent set up with two, uh, a construction trailer and a sales trailer. So definitely come out and see us and uh, answer any questions you may have. All
1: right. This is a great opportunity, and it's filling up quick. So you want to get a part of it, check it out at the Parade of Homes this weekend and the event at Black Desert Resort. You can find more at blackdesertresort.com. Parker Enlo, equity partner in the new Black Desert Resort project. Thanks for joining us, Parker. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right, there you go. Parker Enlow joining us here on Real Golf Radio. And I'll tell you what, this is going to be something you're going to want to be a part of. I've had a chance to get down there. Plus, just watching the trucks. If you got kids there, watching those big trucks and all that they're doing to shape the, the ground and, and clear the rocks and the blasting that's going on. Not that you'd be worried about the blasting. They won't do it while you're there. But it, it's pretty cool to see how they're creating, how Tom Weisskopf's vision is coming uh, to fruition right there in the middle of this lava rock. It is going to be something special. Really exciting addition to the landscape in St. George and to the Utah golf community. So check it out at blackdesertresort.com. All right, uh, it's time, Bob, to uh, shift gears a little bit. We had a chance to catch up with Troy Merritt, and uh, he talked a little bit about uh, his time out there at uh, Monterey. He's playing the weekend. He got a little Casper Karma and also weighs in on this rangefinder discussion uh, that the PGA of America announced. Here's Troy Merritt.
3: Yeah, guys, thanks for having me back on. And yeah, ten years—it's gone by uh, really slow and really fast at the same time. And I think you could still call it the pro am this week. I'm sure a lot of guys felt like they played like AMs today.
1: <laughs> it happens, right? It happens. Uh, ten. So you—you you mentioned that goes fast and slow. Um, ten years on tour. I mean, a decade playing golf. Here, here's my question. I mean, I've been playing golf for a long time, but not every day. And at the clip that you do and under the pressure that a tour player does, do you still like to play golf? Is that a challenge when you do it for that long?
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, even when I'll play with my buddies, you know, if they don't give me a three footer every now and then you still feel a little bit of the butterflies, you know, throw a little extra focus in there. And, you know, that's just you no know, playing for maybe $5. And, it's it's nice to be able to uh, to feel uh, those little uh, butterflies when you have just uh, you know regular fun rounds of golf. I think that means that uh, you care about it, you're having fun, and then obviously, yeah, well, you get to come out and do it against the best players in the world. So, not too bad of a way to make a living, but I uh, I wouldn't recommend it.
4: <laughs> have you always been a competitor, somebody that uh, that likes to compete against other people, and and uh, most notably now on the PGA Tour against yourself?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Ever since I was a kid, I mean, I was always kind of the, the the one of the smaller kids uh, in, in uh, for my age group. So I always had to work a little bit harder, whether it be on the golf course, on the basketball floor, on the football field, or, or what have you. So I had to uh, hone my skills in a bit on in, in each arena so I could uh, be as competitive as as I could be. And uh, yeah, it just uh, I, I can't do any other sports anymore. But I'm still trying to maintain golf as long as I can. You're not throwing up any uh, balls in the hoop anymore. <laughs> you know, uh, we did get our boys a basketball hoop we got it in the ground in uh, December so it's 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 been in the ground for about 2 months now and yeah, I go out there and fire some shots up. It uh, it goes in every now and then.
1: <laughs> I'll bet it does. Troy Merritt joining us here on Real Golf Radio. He's being modest. He was a heck of a baller. Um the uh, PGA Tour, well, actually, before we get into that, uh, you're at Monterey. Uh, it obviously is different without the amateurs. That's kind of the, the, the signature event. Uh, and you only know,
4: two courses.
1: Right. You lose Monterey Peninsula Country Club. Wh- what's the feeling? What's the atmosphere been like this week so far?
3: Oh, it's been really quiet. Uh, not near as grand. I mean, you lose out on a bunch of the celebrities and, and athletes and entertainers and and obviously some of the, uh, the higher-end AMs that we get to meet and play with each year. And, and, you know, there's usually just a big, vast tent, you know, where, you know, all the players and the AMs and the caddies go in and, and can mingle and eat, and they don't have that this year. And obviously no stands up. I mean, Pebble Beach isn't a bad course to, to take a couple sites in. But when there are no stands, there's a lot more that you can see. It's, it's quite uh, spectacular
4: yeah, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? Um, do you get when you've played in this event year after year, have you always played with the same amateur or has has have you switched up with amateurs and and got paired with other other guys?
3: No, I've been uh, let's see I've played in eight with the AMs. Uh this will be my first one without the M and I took off the one year rehab. and so eight different AMs for me. Uh, but you still see. I mean, you know, you make friends. You know, you're you're in contact. You know, at various times throughout the years. And obviously, when you play year in and year out, you see some of the old AMs from years past. So, I mean, it's nice to uh, to change it up a little once in a while. I think you get a little old playing the same AM year in and year out.
1: Troy Merritt joining us here on Real Golf Radio. So, best amateur story, whether it's from Pebble Beach or otherwise, uh, from your pro am days.
3: <laughs> uh man, I. My, my favorite one is actually from uh, one of my uh, sponsors, MGM Resorts. We were playing in their big VIP Invitational down in Vegas a few years back, the Coca-Cola Invitational at Shadow Creek. And on the very first uh, hole that I played, it was 12 or 13. It's a par 3 down the hill, And there was a shotgun start. Hadn't met my M's yet. They've got me playing back at like 220. I hit the best shot of the day for me. It was a 5-iron hit into about 15 feet. So I go down to meet my ams. They're playing about 175 yards. They're from Detroit. Guy named Marty says, Hey, uh, we're going to play hundred dollar holies today. I'm like, well, what's a hundred dollar holy?" He said, well, if you, uh, hole out for Eagle or you hit a hole in one, everybody owes you a hundred dollars. And being the professional I was, I took out the scorecard to look at their handicaps and I saw that they were relatively high. So I said, yep, let's play a hundred dollar holies. And his first, his first shot went right in the hole for a hole in one. <laughs>
1: I of course it did. Of course yep. it did. <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh. And then
3: he acted like he does it all the time. Like, yeah, so how, I lost $100. How so many, I, I've gotten a lot of good use out of that story.
1: That's a great story. How many holes in one have you had out there, Troy? Or ever?
3: On the, on the PGA Tour, zero,
1: four in my life, though. Okay. All right. Well, that's great. Troy Merritt joining oh. us here on Real Golf Radio. That's a good story. Uh, the PGA Tour... <laughs> uh or PGA of America rather made made an announcement this last week saying that they're going to allow distance measuring devices in their three major championships. I'm just curious what's your thought as a professional when you when when you find out you're going to be able to use rangefinders.
3: You know, I don't have a problem with it. Um, you know, I think the for it to speed up play, it's it's mostly going to be when guys are uh, out of position offline trying to get the ball back in the play or trying to, you know, triangulate yardage instead of trying to figure out walking it off and taking, you know, several minutes to do so, you know, just a quick laser at the pin or to carry a bunker or what's it, you know, to the other side of the fairway or how far is that tree, you know, just kind of speed up play that way. Uh, You know, when guys are in the fairway, um, I mean, I could actually see it maybe even taking a little bit uh, longer. Uh, You know, I think guys, especially at the professional level, will still be using their books mostly. Um, And then they might double check the yardage with their laser. And then, you know, if you have got two different numbers, what are you going to do? Then you're going to triple check it. So I, I don't know. I, I don't think I mind it so much. Um, I think it's really not going to change the game a whole lot. Those books are pretty good. And and uh, the lasers aren't always, you know, spot on. You know, they're, they're within a few yards, which, uh, you know, us as professionals, we want it down to the yard. So we like to think that that book is, is pretty much spot on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be fine. We'll, we'll just see what happens
4: what particular way would you use it or what would you go through as far as your, your pre shot and getting yards and stuff like that? If you're going to use one,
3: I think, uh, like, like I said, if I, you know, hit it in the fairway or just off the fairway, I'm just going to stick with the book. It doesn't take very long to, uh, to find the head, do the numbers and makes you feel like you're working. Uh, where I would use it is, you know, if I'm offline and it's trying to punch out or, or get something up around the green or trying to figure out a, a carry number that might not be in a book or, you know, to, to shoot a tree, um, you know, like we used to do in college cause we never hit the fairway. But um, yeah, I I'd just mostly use it offline. I probably stick with the book when I'm in play.
1: Hey Troy, when you're with your caddy and you, let's just assume you're, you're within the hole, you're, you're playing, so we'll call you in position. Whether you're in the fairway or the rough or what have you, what is your what is your particular strat? Or I don't know, if strategy is the right word, but your method that you go through in figuring out your distance. Are you looking in front of the green, then checking the pin sheet, counting it off to the flat? We'll kind of go through just for a minute, for, for amateurs, I guess, perspective how you kind of pick a, a club based on the number.
3: Yeah, you know, let's say you come up in the fairway and your ball is you know next to the 142 yards. A marked sprinkler head. Uh, in our book it's gonna say let's say 126 yards to the front of the green. Uh that you then calculate uh or you look at your pin sheet, let's say it's twenty seven on. So you got your one twenty six and, and twenty seven, one fifty three to the hole. Uh let's say that's you know tucked on the right side of the green that sprinkler head will also have a cover number. So let's say it's you know one thirty five cover. Um and then uh you're going to add, you know, your, your, seven more or whatever have you to get your 142. So you look at the front number, uh, you, you know, check the pin sheet, you look at covers over bunkers or, you know, if there's anything like that or cover over a, a slope or to a ridge and, and then, you know, just whittle it down to what, what land number do I want? Where's the wind at? Uh, what number, what final number are we playing? And then let's go. And, uh, you know, I, drew that out for about a 30 45 second thing but really it only takes eight to ten seconds
1: (laughs) yeah you were mic'd up in um was it tahoe where you were mic'd up and you you had quite a bit of that going through in that final round which was actually pretty cool to hear you guys talk through that that was that was probably as good of insight from somebody mic'd up that i can remember just the way you methodically go through and you do you pick it up really quickly
3: yeah it kind of fired through the numbers i mean that was one of the few things I was good at as a kid was, you know, pretty quick math uh, calculations until they started throwing letters in there and then I was lost. But <laughs> basic, basic, computation, I can handle pretty well. And uh, yeah, at Tahoe, you get to throw in altitude as well. And I mean, we do hear a little bit as well, but yeah, I mean, once you do it all the time, it, it's amazing how quick you can get it done.
4: So do you, um, do you have a book as well as your caddy? Um, do you, do you do it, both of you guys do it. Does the caddy just do it? How's, how do you do it as, as a professional?
3: You know, I, I used to, uh, um, earlier in my career, just let the caddy do it. Um, and then obviously trust in, in, in the numbers that he was getting. Now, uh, I do it. I tend to walk ahead uh, a little bit more and, um, it just helps me to stay engaged. I mean, we're starting to play courses. I mean, we just talked about it now for, t- you know, for 10 years. So, uh you know, there's there's things you got to do to stay in the moment. I realize you're playing for a lot of money and, you know, you're trying to win tournaments and, and whatnot. But when you start seeing the same places over and over and over again, you start to get a little complacent. So, for me, doing the yardages as well and figuring stuff out helps me to stay in the moment, stay in the golf shot, and, and still do the best I can.
1: Troy Merritt joining us here on Real Golf Radio. So, um with uh, with the rest of this week and where you're at this year, uh, if I remember right, you you got a everybody got a bit of a pass last year because of COVID. So, but this is this for all intents and purposes the second year coming off your um, is that right off your last your last win? If I remember right, is this your exemptions up this year? Uh,
3: yeah, they gave me uh, one additional year, so yeah, it'll be up this year.
1: So, what's your plans? uh you said you've been on the road a lot T- Talk us through what your mindset is with uh, a year where you've gotta you know gotta keep your card yeah,
3: uh, I'm mean, gonna played the whole West coast thus far um better golf than scores um, West Coast, and I usually don't get along. I don't know why I usually play all the tournaments, but I did again this year I'm playing Riviera next week, which I love Riviera, and then it uh, looks like I'll get uh two weeks off. They changed the qualifications a little bit for some of the tournaments this year so I'm not in Bay Hill uh and right now I'm just barely in uh the players championship here I've got two more weeks to to solidify my spot in there where typically if you finish in the top 125 on the on the previous year FedEx Cup you get in but uh this year it's one of three events where they've taken the top 125 of last year's list and adding it to the top 125 of this year's list so or, um it just keeps going. You have to be in the top 125 from last year plus this year, two weeks prior to the tournament. Gotcha. So uh, yeah, so that's uh, uh, Riviera next week is like that. Uh, the players and then Hilton Head. Although Hilton Head also has the weird one where if you've been a tour winner in the last you know couple of years, you get in. So I'm in Hilton Head based on that. Uh, Riviera I snuck into, and I'm still still in the field for the players, but I need to uh, uh, pick up some points here this week or next week. So. And then after that, it's, you know, just kind of see what uh, what the schedule looks like. Um, you know, just kind of play into mostly everything. There's, you know, forced weeks that I have to take off, whether it be WGCs or Augusta right now or, uh, you know, like Bay Hills. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'll play, you know, my normal 27, 28 tournaments probably this
1: year. What is it, what's uh, kind of a couple of things you're working on?
3: Uh, Right now, I've actually gone to a little bit of a draw with the driver off the tee. Without having to get into the gym, i picked up about 15 uh, yards, which makes me a little bit more competitive. But uh, it's brought the drive and accuracy down just a little bit. So I'm still playing with that a little bit. And my putter has been not very good for a lot of months now. I haven't made a whole lot, and I've missed a lot of short ones, which uh, I'm not used to, uh, and, and I don't like it. So I've been uh, I've been wor- I've been working on the short ones and, uh, and just trying to get the ball in the hole and uh, there's glimpses every now and then there's glimpses but uh, just uh, not as consistent
1: as I would like it. Do you bench the putter?
3: Um, I have putted with a couple different ones uh, this uh, this uh, 2021. Actually, both of them are the Yes putter, but one's got a white head, one's got a black head the one with the black uh, is the one I've won twice with and one the one with the white one I actually used first back in 2013 and uh, yeah just kind of going back and forth I mean they're the same head but for some reason the white one sits a little bit more flush but uh, yeah just um, you know when you when when you see him lip out and come up short and miss high and miss low and it, you know, it really just starts beating on the confidence. So you just got to keep trying to putt your way through it until you start making them and build that confidence. And the only yep. way to get through it is
1: to keep putting. That was Troy Merritt joining us from Pebble Beach, and he had a nice second round. He's right there in position tied for 25th, and it's brought to you in part by Hoops Vision. Check out Hoops Vision and uh, hoopsvision.com. Schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you'll save $1,000 on your LASIK procedure. They are the pros' pros, and they will take care of you at, at uh, hoopsvision and hoopsvision.com. Stay tuned. Jeff Babineau next. Before you buy it, beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some Guns & Ammo, open seven days a week.
0: Hi, this is Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen can help you if you've been injured in an accident. However, one thing we can't do is change the amount of your insurance coverage. You need to do that before an accident. By calling your insurance agent today, you can significantly raise your insurance limits for literally pennies a day. You'll be shocked to find out how little it costs to really protect yourself and your family. To learn more about this and other important elements of an accident, visit us at sigfriedandjensen.com.
1: This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at Hoops. Vision.com. Never wonder how the Salt Lake Bees baseball field looks so good? The award-winning Bees Grounds crew turned to Mountain Land Supply for their turf irrigation needs. Mountain Land Supply is the exclusive rainbird golf distributor in Utah. What does that mean for you? Well, when you need irrigation products for your lawn that you can trust, Mountain Land Supply will not only have what you need, but can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe, parts, and tools. Go to MountainLandSupply.com to find the location nearest you. Tee it up at Uinta Golf and find your right fit. At Uinta Golf, they take
6: customer service to a whole new level. Not only do they fit for clubs, they take pride in servicing customers throughout the entire store. They'll help you find the right shoes, bags, gloves, balls, apparel, and more. You'll find name-brand equipment at guaranteed lowest prices every day. So buy it, try it, they know you'll like it because Uinta Golf helps you find the right equipment. Visit Uinta Golf and get custom fit today. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction
4: guarantee.
1: Unlike anything you've experienced before.
0: It's a reround on Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper.
1: All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio, the mountain land supply hour of the show. Don't forget, Pray to Homes going on in St. George. Stop by the Black Desert Resort sales office. They've got a tent, food, and all the information you need to take a look at the all-new Black Desert Resort in St. George at blackdesertresort.com. It's also brought to you in part by Get Some Guns and Ammo. They've got uh, four locations up and down the Wasatch Front for you, and you can try The guns at the range before you buy them. Pretty cool stuff, and they'll take care of you. Get some guns and ammo. Good friends there. Appreciate their support. All right, as we mentioned, we had an opportunity to catch up with Jeff Babino. Love talking golf with Babs. You know, it's Valentine's weekend, so just a heads up, by the way, you know, you got a little extra day with it being on a Sunday, so if you haven't taken care of the misses, this is your fair warning. Is that directly to me? Yeah. (laughs) public service announcement.
7: that is a very good reminder i'm gonna make note of that you're right you're right i gotta do something
1: and and the second love affair thing i wanted to check in with you on is is tom brady i mean as a long lifelong pats fan what was it like watching brady celebrating there in your home state you know it was impressive i mean I, i used to
7: cover the tampa bay bucks for the orlando newspaper Back in the day, we were awful back then. Jeez, I mean, you'd walk in the locker room they were 2-12 and 12, and you'd look around and say, what am I going to write today? <laughs> uh, but Tom Brady has changed the culture there and, and it was fun to watch. I, I didn't think they would beat the Packers and I didn't think they would beat the Chiefs. So, you know, it's kind of like Tiger Woods. You know, what you want to doubt that guy a little bit, you just kick yourself the day after. You know, he just, um, I mean, I don't think he played great, but he played well enough and managed it and the Bucks were uh, pretty awesome, so it's fun to watch.
4: Yeah, he's the ultimate manager, no doubt about it. No um, oh, man. He just figures out how to get it done and to get people in the right positions and all that kind of thing.
7: Yeah, he's a good. I mean, I like hearing that he's a great teammate. You know, if you're the forty, if you're the fifty-third guy on the roster, he has some kind of relationship with you and keep you pumped up and tries to make sure whatever role you have, you're doing that the best and. Those are those are cool guys, you know, that make that lift the team around them and yeah. And rare guys. So, you know he's already talking about getting faster for next year. He's watching these quarterbacks run around, he goes, I gotta do a little more of that. So at forty three He's always getting better, right? So, we certainly can translate that into golf, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, there a lot of comparisons between uh Brady and Tiger Woods and um, you know, being the best in their their sports, but you know, I, I don't know. Father Time's an interesting one, and and not only not only Father Time, but what's impressive about what Brady's done is is the I always look at, at golf through the windows, right? And you you know this this transitions well into Jordan Spieth and a little bit into Brooks Kepka too because you've got these windows of time. Let's say you're physically able and you're still physically gifted to play golf into your 50s or 60s, but the window of time in which you can dominate, of which you can you, everything comes together. Those windows have varying timelines to them and I think that's what makes Tiger's career so impressive. Jordan had his window where he looked like he was that I mean the comparisons were to the greats. And I'm not suggesting that that it was ill-founded but you know it all of a sudden that window closed and now we're starting to see that maybe peek back open you wondered if Brooks Koepka and the run he went on with the major championship suddenly injury uh jumped in and 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 maybe that window was closed then he wins last week in Phoenix so it's it's interesting isn't it the way um not even so much father time but just the talent window or the opportunity window especially in golf is is really sometimes small you
3: know
7: you're right I mean it's and it's so tied to confidence and confidence can be so fleeting out there. Right. I mean, speech was one of those guys. He just figured out, I, I loved him because uh, in his prime, because he just figured out a way to get it done. And, you know, you look at these guys and you say, Oh, Bryson, you know, he's a great, uh, d- he drives it great or, you know, different guys that Phil hits great irons, all this speed to me was always a scorer. And that's like a lost art. You mean you go back to the days of, you know, Ray Floyd out there and different guys that, that that was their strength scoring. And that's such yeah. a big part of the game and speak just, you know, hitting it all over the lot and winning a, a British open title and, and, and things like that. So he's got that little extra, that little extra thing inside that not everybody has, you know, you'd look at Kepka the way he treats majors and plays so well at them. He's got some extra element that not everybody has. So those guys are special, and uh, when their confidence is down, they're like anyone else. But when they start to get get it back, the swagger comes back. And and I mean, I'm looking at guys like Speeth and Brooks kept going last week, and Jason Day showing some signs. And it's kind of cool to see these guys kind of climbing their way back a little bit.
4: You know, and he shot uh, Spieth shot that great uh, round on Saturday and put himself into position to have an opportunity to win was leading the golf tournament going into Sunday. And that's the, one of the things he talked about. He didn't he talked about not um not necessarily thinking swing, but going out and just having fun and scoring. And and he was able to. He, you know, even though he hit it in the desert, um he, you know, he hit great shots next to next to the flag, made some putts. And then those putts he made down the stretch on the sixteenth and seventeenth holes, those were phenomenal.
7: Yeah, I mean, and then on Sunday, he had a hard time with the putter, right? I mean, yep. Uh, yep, he had to one putt the last two greens, not to have 36 putts. So with him, the putter is so huge, I think, because he's not, he's not long at all. He's very average length or just maybe slightly above average length. Um, and it was always the putter that seemed to get him going. That round on Saturday was so fun to watch. And, and honestly, you know, on Sunday, I wanted to turn over and start watching some of the Super Bowl pregame I couldn't turn the channel. I mean, I thought that was <laughs> a great finish. There were great characters in there. Shockley is another guy that's so close to maybe being a dominant force out there. If he puts it together, he's, he just keeps putting himself there. Um, you know, like our you guys are our big buddies with Tony Fina? I mean, there's, that's a hard thing to do is to keep putting mm. yourself there and, and it, it wears on your little, if you're not, you know, pulling away some trophies here and there. So, um it, yeah it was I thought it was fascinating to watch on Sunday you know Kepka just kind of hung in there had the huge pitch in and you know then all of a sudden you look and it's going to be his tournament but uh, up until that point it was anyone's and it was just really cool viewing I thought
1: so Shane Bacon sent out a tweet on Saturday of Phoenix and he said there's only two guys that make you feel like you're feeling today and it's Tiger and Jordan. And I thought that was kind of interesting. I had to process that for a minute because I was really having fun watching Jordan do. And I, you know, Bob and I have talked about this coming in. I think last year and coming in again this year that the biggest story for us would see Jordan Spieth get his game back because there's something about watching him play. And maybe it's the fact that he, you know, he has a chicken wing, you know, sort of follow through. Maybe it's that he doesn't bomb it. He doesn't seem to have any sort of. You know, uh, I mean, you talk about Tony. I mean, the guy, you know, Tony, DJ, Brooks, these guys are, I mean, Bryson's built himself into this massive athlete, which most of us are not. Uh, we maybe we think we once were, but maybe Jordan's more relatable that way, that he just doesn't seem to have any superpower other than winning.
7: Well, I mean, honestly, I, I'm watching Jordan last week on Saturday and Sunday, and I'm thinking he's he's kind of got the, that element that Phil brought, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a little bit of what what's next. Remember the old, you know, what will Phil do next? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jordan can hit it anywhere, you know? I mean, he, he can hit it anywhere the way he's kind of, you know, thinking a lot about how he's driving it and, you know, hitting, you know, playing around, hitting only a handful of fairways. So he, he can drive it all over the place. His irons are brilliant. And then you wonder if he gets the putter going. But he's one of those exciting guys to watch. I mean, you got to look at Bryson like that right now, right? How's Bryson going to play a golf course? Uh, he's been talking about driving the sixth hole at Bay Hill next month, which, you know, bends <laughs> that double dog leg. It's a 348-yard carry, I think.
1: Uh, were you there you know, in 98 when Daly tried it? I, You bet. <laughs> I,
7: well, he, he actually got in trouble with a three-wood because he drove it in the water, and then he then he tin-cupped a bunch of three-woods that were, you know, falling 10 feet short of clearing. and He made an 18. I, I watched that. I was sitting in the... um press room that day and Curtis Strange's mom used to do the scoreboards inside Bay Hill. And, uh, I saw her pencil in an 18 for Daly on the sixth hole and we were like, man, we better get out there for that. So, uh, yeah. So I, but he's got that thing like, man, I, I want to watch that. I mean, if you pay 50 bucks now to go to a tour event, you want to watch, you know, want to watch some guy bunted around it. Do you want to go watch Bryson and see what he's doing? Uh, so, uh, I think Jordan has that that extra thing that you you not mind paying and, and walking 18 holes with him because you're going to see a little bit of everything.
1: Oh man, uh, yeah. that's uh, <laughs> da- daily, crazy. Daily stuff. was beast, go big or go home, man. Beast mode, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, someone that it? someone that's a little bit different, but but still, in, in they're in Florida. Uh, I, I'm I think it's super cool that Annika is going to play an LPGA event right there at her home course at Lake Nona. What, what's your take? Yeah, no, that's neat. I mean, I, I
7: talked to Annika in December when she's going to tee it up at the Diamond Resorts L P G event. You know, she played in the celebrity division, you know, and it's, it's hard. It's, she, she has a career. She's not out there to get trophies anymore, but I think she has, there's such a competitor inside her. She's not just going to pop out there like it's some program or something. She's going to work. And, uh, her little, uh, you know, she and Mike McGee have a daughter and a son and, their son, Will, is into golf, so Annika will pick him up after school and go play, you know, seven, nine, ten holes. And it's got her back into the game a little bit. Now she's just got to find a way to score a little bit. She hits it. I watched her play a little bit uh, here in Orlando last month, and she hit it pretty good. So I think that's a cool story. And it's cool that all these young, a lot of these young players came up playing her Annika events. Mm -hmm. And now they get to to play alongside her and pick her brain and have a relationship. Uh, Danielle Kang has a texting relationship with Annika. So she's kind of filling a mentor role. And that's cool, man. That's one really cool element of golf, the way that it just crosses so many generations. And it has this giving aspect that you're not, you know, kind of holding the next generation off. You're helping them along. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to that. That'll be fun to watch.
4: Yeah, it, the interesting thing is, she said she doesn't play a lot of eighteen-hole rounds of golf at Lake no. Nona, and she yeah. and she needs to start doing that. And and her whole basis for doing this and and maybe getting some more reps is because she's playing the U.S. Senior Women's Open, and uh, so she that's why she feels she needs to she needs to start playing some events.
7: Yeah, I mean, well, she left it. We we talked about her desires for this year about getting back competitively a little bit in December. And she, I think she did have an eye on the senior open. Um, but I think it, it has some kind of overlap with her job as the IGF, uh, president, um, and, and looking toward the Olympics if we're going to go to Tokyo. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that she's going to be able to play in the women's senior open, which is just which is too bad. Cause that'd be a great, uh, a spotlight to be in there where she would definitely be a factor to win. Um, But, yeah, but, you know, I think it it opens things for her in the future and keeps her hand in it. You know, it's been a long time since she played LPGA events. So, uh, you know, it's, you know, golf's one of those games. It it never really leaves you. So it's going to be neat to see what she can do. And, and you know, she's going to work as hard as anyone at, at, you know, being really respectable out there.
1: There's a lot of guys listening to the show right now that disagree with you on that. It feels like game leaves, leaves us all the time. (laughs) oh yeah our game leaves the station hey any (laughs) any scuttlebutt on Tiger you hearing anything uh, being down there I haven't heard anything
7: I was at a Bay Hill this week Uh, they were talking we're gonna there's gonna be four or five thousand fans maybe at Bay Hill and I think that's what everyone kind of has circled you think of a Tiger but there's no, no real word out of his camp how he's doing if he's hitting balls whatever uh, what or what his status is, and um, so we'll see. Uh, but that that would make sense, you know. You know, he's really looking toward April, mm-hmm. and in in you know, big picture, he's got to get some kind of competition under his belt. So it would make sense to uh, pop into the Florida swing, certainly at some point
1: if he's able to. That's quite a remarkable if thing, he's for able. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If he's able, right cool stuff. Right. Well, I I teased you about uh, taking care of the misses. I know you will. I I, uh, just giving you a friendly (laughs) reminder, there, buddy. That's all.
7: (laughs) Hey, I I spread mulch this morning. I could put that in a card. There you go. Yeah,
1: good job. Nice. I'm I'm not sure how you how you'd exactly couch that to Valentine's, but you know, hey, um, there's there's (laughs) got to be you could pen a line somewhere in there.
7: (laughs) Yeah, we got we got no rules here. Claim it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Jeff Babineau, a good friend joining us here on Real Golf Radio. It's brought to you by Siegfried & Jensen, 801-222-2222, Siegfried & Jensen. More Real Golf continues next. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf championship golf course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your... Claim at BlackDesertResort.com. BlackDesertResort.com. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available now. Black Desert Resort at Entrada, unlike anything you've experienced before. You might know Mountain Lens Supply for its plumbing
4: products, but did you know Mountain Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools? They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you.
1: This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at hoops vision.com. Before you buy it, beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some. Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week.
0: It's a rerun on Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper.
1: Welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio, brought to you in part by Zion's Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business, and we had a chance to catch up with America's favorite caddy. Go a little in-depth on Rangefinders, PGA of America announcing they're going to allow him in the PGA Championship and the senior and ladies PGA's as well. So why not go to the source, the man that makes the yardage books for the players and caddies on the PGA Tour and all of the USGA major championships and big events? Here he is, the caddy.
0: There are bag rats. (laughs) And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real
1: Golf Radio. Oh man, the caddy joins us every week right here on Real Golf Radio. And whenever I meet a new person that has been listening to the show for a long time, they only have one question for me, Bob. Who... Is the caddy? <laughs> you already know. Here he is. What's up, caddy?
6: How's the caddy sounding? But but I, I finally upgraded to a new iPhone.
1: Ooh! Congratulations. Good for you. Wow.
6: I got. I didn't get any trade in for my iPhone model 2000 BC, <laughs> which was the previous one that I owned. So, what did you go to? The brand new one. Or did you upgrade I, to, like, I, the I, 5S? I went Mac Daddy. 6S? I went, <laughs> I, I went big. I went large. You did. You went with the new 12 Max. Max. I went all, I mean, whatever it was, just give it to me. I'm good. The
1: tablet uh, that you make calls from?
6: I mean, it's crazy. I
1: like the big phone.
6: I like the big phone. It's because you don't need I readers. I really do. I don't need readers anyway. Oh, okay. I'm, 57 years old, no reading glass. Wow. How is this possible?
1: Wow. How is this possible? I'm, I'm a decade behind you and I bought my first pair. Well, most people get their, you know, to the 40s and it's reading glass time, right?
4: Yeah, but let hit talk 40, about something, it's like your eyes changed immediately.
6: Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff that happens that I never thought would happen to me like any respectable young person. <laughs> does but let's talk about more interesting things Yeah, but right, up my,
1: right up my alley yeah before we hit there though I just want to ask you one thing uh, how exciting was it to see Jordan Spieth do Jordan Spieth type things last week in Phoenix and get it started again this week in Pebble I think it was
6: tremendous and just having the small crowd there it sure sounded like it was just it, look to me that felt like the first sporting event really since the NBA shut down. The World Series was the World Series felt like it did actually feel like the World Series
7: Yeah,
1: to actually, yeah. But yeah.
6: everything else has been weird. Even even the Super Bowl was weird. I mean yeah. everything's been weird. All the golf it's just you gotta have the fans, man. You gotta. Um, it was good to it was good to but speak, yeah. How about my boy John Wood making the Seth Curry call? Oh his first day on the broadcast. I mean, how yeah. good was he? Wow. Saturday
4: on 17. Uh,
6: I mean, he's saying, well, first on 16 before Speed hits the
4: 30-footer or whatever it was that he made, he's like, you know, he, he's
6: talking about him maybe making it. And then he says, yeah, on 17, he goes, he's kind of like Seth Curry. When he when he makes one, sometimes the lid just comes off. And he, and he, and he, he calls a 25-footer and he makes it. I mean, come on. Yep. Are you kidding yep.
4: me?
1: Did he go Seth
4: good or Steph? Stuff. No, he, he – he said Steph Curry. Oh, okay. I
1: was gonna say yeah. the, the, that's the, the cat. That's the cat error. Yeah. The Well, the <laughs> yeah, the younger brother Seth is is a little less known. You know, for that time. he can get hot, but not like older brother Steph.
6: Well, I, we're talking about the golfing Curry. Right.
1: Yeah, that's Steph. That's Steph. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Yep. You at know, you know. A, yeah. At least I think that's yeah. older or younger. I don't know. The
6: guy who Reggie Miller says hey, he wasn't as good as me.
1: No, <laughs> Reggie doesn't say that. Well, yeah, I don't know about that. But every good athlete feels like they were better than the next generation. What What can you say? All right. Um, anyway, thanks for in, indulging me on that. So the big news. I know this is what we want to get to. Uh, range finders PGA of America saying, "Hey, we we're going to allow range finders at the three majors." What was your initial reaction to the news?
0: Uh,
6: well, I wasn't. I didn't know about it beforehand uh, specifically. I think it's. You, you'd think it's just a matter of time before we see that in pro golf at the highest level. It, it's a rule of golf now that you can use a distance measuring of device. They have to create a local route to be hip to prohibit it. Now mm-hmm. that was written in there a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. So it's actually within the rules to use them unless prohibited. So first of all, a little bit of a surprise cause I just didn't know it was coming. Um, I read a, an article, where they interviewed a bunch of tour caddies and every single one was basically saying the same thing. Um, which is maybe a little surprising cause tour caddies never agree on anything. And, but they, they, they were all basically saying, ah, you know, I, I still got to use the book. I, I, I don't even know if I'm going to use the rangefinder. I I, would sure have it out there with me if I was caddying. Um, but there's so much other stuff we have to do. Um, I mean, I, I could see why guys might just say, "Nah, I don't want to use it." Um, I could see that, so we'll we'll see what happens. But it could it could it could slow down play. I could see it definitely speeding up play in certain circumstances. Yeah, you hit it way offline. Remember Remember where was it at uh, Liberty National? Bryson hit it way left on 15, the drivable par four, and he walks all the way up and all the way back, and everybody yep. was moaning and groaning about how long he was taking. Well, if he had had a laser, he could have just zapped it, right? But the part that nobody's considering is that after he zapped it, he still would have walked all the way up there to see what it looked like. So it wouldn't have, you yeah, fifty-fifty, 50-50, right? So, but, but in general, there's certainly places when you can't get a number quickly, and if you had a laser, it'd be great, and you'd be ready to go. So that's true. Would you be, though? Um, well, the one of the problems is, um, well, you'd have your number to the pen at least. One yeah. of the problems is one of the things that if you think about how this happen? Okay. So Bob, you're caddying on tour. You walk up to your ball. You're the first guy to hit. How often do you have to wait on the group to putt out? Well, if the group's putting out in front of you, you can't shoot. the pin. Nope. Got to wait. Yep. So you'd have the number faster from, wait, wait, score. wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. I'm just saying that was then, but the flag may be in now.
6: Nobody puts with the flag in anymore on tour.
1: Mm.
6: That's very rare. And generally when the groups generally when the groups, you know, the group's not hitting their 50 foot putt. Most of the time they're in there within 15 feet and the flag's out when you get to your ball.
1: All right. carry so, on.
6: Yeah. Some percentage of the time you're going to have to wait and it's going to actually be longer before you get your number than doing it with the book. Probably more than 50% of the time you'll be able to shoot the flag. But, but that's just an example of how, wow, that could actually make it slower. And then, I think another thing is um, you will see different numbers um, using the laser and using the book for multiple reasons. One is there's a, a laser accuracy question. There's a pin plate whole location accuracy question for the pin sheet. There's also angles that come into play, which are the main thing. Let's assume sure. everything's perfect in the book. Everything's perfect with the pin placement. Everything's perfect with the laser. I can show you, nobody really knows this. I don't think, um, but I've done lots of, stuff in my programs. And as soon as you step away from a sprinkler head, even if you're at the right yardage, you're getting to different angles And the, why do you get and the closer you get even doing the book as well as you can, you can still be one or two or three yards wrong on the actual yardage. So guys are going to be probably sitting there going, is the laser wrong? Is the book wrong? And I'll say, no, they're both right. And they will go, well, then why is the number different? And anyway, this could lead to a lot of confusion. Um, about things. So it'll be exciting.
1: Hey, Caddy. Hey, Caddy. Uh, we got to take a break. Uh, we're going to come right back. I want to continue this because I want, I want you to dive into how the, the distance measuring devices have changed, over time and how the book evolved. Uh, for those of the, who haven't been following the caddy in this segment, the the caddy is the man who makes the books that the players and the caddies use out there on the PGA tour and the USGA championships. And I mean, this is this is this stuff. So if you're curious, and what is the process that players go through with the book, and how might that be changed or altered or enhanced or not used at all with the availability to use a range finder. So I want to talk about that next short break. We'll be back with the caddy right here on real golf radio. All right. Welcome back. Continuing our conversation with America's favorite caddy. And all right. So it is interesting with the PGA of America, making this announcement range finders kind of take us through because in my, my initial reaction caddy was Okay. I mean, everybody uses rangefinders. The players that are playing now, they grew up with rangefinders as a kid. Uh, They're shooting flags out there at their local muni. They're using them in high school golf. They're using them in college golf. And now they get out in professional golf, and they're going to have to learn how to use yardage books and do it a little bit differently. Um, So to me, it feels like a natural maybe evolution, that it's just part of the game. Rangefinders just feel like part of the game. So to me, I don't really have a big problem with it. I'm just kind of curious, and I would like to hear from you, how has how this whole gaining a number changed over the years? Give us a little history lesson and how these books came to be and then how we got to this rangefinder.
6: So I know a reasonable amount about the history of it. Obviously, way back when, um, when I came out on tour, there were no rangefinders at all. Um, so what do we, how do we measure stuff? Well, at first people would probably just use landmarks and not even think about distance. I know from this bush on this hole, I hit my six iron to the front of the green.
1: Right. That's That's what I call
4: it.
6: That's yeah, that was done forever.
1: That's all the time we had for the caddy. If you want to hear the rest of that, go to our Twitter feed or we're at real golf or wherever your favorite podcast uh, site is found, including right here on the 1280, the zone app. You can listen to the show as well. Thanks so much to everybody for joining us. Happy Valentine's Day tomorrow. Happy President's Day weekend. Be safe out there. Be kind to others. Show them some love. Love this game of golf and love you tuning in and joining us every Saturday morning, 6 to 9, right here on 1280 The Zone in the Mountainland Supply Hour of Real Golf Radio. Love our sponsors as well. They allow us to do what we do. Get some guns and ammo, Black Desert Resort, Mountainland, Zion's Bank, Hoops Vision, Siegfried & Jensen, and our good friends at Uinta Golf, serving Utah golfers since 19 Seventy-one. Love to you all. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next week for Bob Casper. I'm Brian Taylor, and you're listening to Real Golf Radio.